Hello, this is Andy Lucas, pastor of Emmaus Road Church in Fort Collins, Colorado. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. And we hope this message will help you grow in your walk with Christ. And if you'd like to support this ministry, you can do so by visiting theroadfc.org and click on the giving link. This week, we begin a brand new series, the different kind of Advent series. It's a series that we're calling Her Story. You know, as I was reflecting and thinking about this, uh, the story surrounding Advent and Christmas, I began to reflect on all the women who are part of this story. There's Mary, the young teenage mother of Jesus. There's Elizabeth, who was such an encouragement to Mary leading up to Jesus' birth. And then there's Anna, the prophetess, who was there when Jesus came to the temple to be dedicated. And so this amazing story that we give our attention to each year is actually filled with faithful women. And so this inspired me to do a whole series where we can kind of tune our ears to listen and to learn from her story. My motivation in this series and during this series is to elevate the stories of women who've done important work for the gospel and whose lives are a faithful witness to Christ and to Christianity. Now, I wanted to do this because, quite frankly, for too long in the Christian church, the stories of women have been held down or their stories have been moved to certain corners of the church or the kingdom where women belong. And the reality is, is that women have always played a key role in the story and proclamation of the gospel. And so we're going to take time to learn some of those stories. We're going to learn stories of women in the scriptures themselves, but also move outside of the scriptures into more recent history to learn about women uh, whose lives have embodied the gospel in unique and powerful ways. And so I invite you to join me in this journey Uh, throughout Advent and even after, to learn her story. We begin then with the Anna, the prophetess. Her story is found in Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 36. It says this, There was also a prophet Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage but then as a widow to the age of 84. Now she never left the temple, but worshiped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came, she began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, everything that we know about Anna is in these few short verses of Scripture. It isn't a lot, but there are some telling details uh, that are enough to point us to the kind of woman that Anna was. Now, let's set the scene. These short verses are happening uh, when Mary and Joseph have brought Jesus uh, after 40 days after his birth to the temple for the purification rite or for dedication. So that's the context of this story. And the first thing that we're told about Anna is that she was a prophet. Now, this this reality, this fact, should not be overlooked. Uh, Remember, the role of the prophet was and is 
to point out the activity of God in the world, to speak truth to those in power, and to speak a timely word from God for the people of God. And while the books of the Bible that we know as prophetic books are all named after men, does not mean that there weren't any female prophets. There were and there are. You see, women are fully capable to carry the word of God to the people of God, both men and women alike. Women are fully competent to speak on behalf of the vulnerable to those in positions of power. And women are especially adept at noticing the movement of God in the world. Women were and are skilled prophets. And Anna is actually in a line of prophets. She's in the line of Miriam. Miriam is the one who played the tambourine and led the celebration of God's rescue uh, out of uh, Israel or out of for Israel out of Egypt. Uh, so Anna is also in the prophetic line of Deborah. Now Deborah was a judge over Israel and went into the battle with a guy named Barak. Judges chapter four verses eight and nine tell this story. It says, quote, Barak told her, I will go, but only if you go with me. Very well, Deborah replied, I will go with you. But you will receive no honor in this venture, for the Lord's victory over Sisera will be at the hands of a woman, unquote. <laughs> You've got to love the audacity of Deborah. She knew she lived in a patriarchal world and she didn't care. <laughs> and so Anna stands in this tradition of prophets and will in fact pave the way for prophets in the early church and today, for female prophets. So the first thing we're told is Anna is a prophet, and that shouldn't be overlooked. The second thing we're told about Anna is that she is from the tribe of Asher. And this actually tells us something about her patience and her faithfulness in spite of adversity. The tribe of Asher was part of the northern kingdom of Israel after the, uh, Israel had divided into two kingdoms. And then in 722 BC, the tribe of Asher, uh, along with nine other tribes, was crushed by the Assyrian Empire. Those that survived from these ten tribes, uh, many of them relocated to Jerusalem in order to seek after the one true God, to return to their home. Now, Anna is the descendant of that exiled tribe, centuries after the tribe was crushed. Here's what author Teresa Doyle Nelson has to say. Quote, How an identifiable descendant of Asher ended up in a city dozens of miles away and centuries later with her faith intact is thought-provoking. End quote. You see, Anna was a prophetess who could see through the lens of time. She held on to faith that had been passed down to her through many generations. I can even picture Anna's mom holding her in her lap, telling her stories of God's faithfulness, stories of how God freed them from slavery in Egypt, stories of how God had rescued them when they were in trouble, stories of how they had messed up, and yet God remained faithful. Anna, hearing these stories from her mom, held on to the faith so that centuries after her tribe had come to an end, there she was praising God in the temple. All from these stories that she heard from her mom and 
Her mom heard from her mom and on down the line. You see, the fact that a woman from the tribe of Asher could be present in the temple when Jesus is presented uh, is a sign itself of God's faithfulness through all the generations. Anna, in a very real and tangible ways, represents the faithfulness of the one she held in her arms during the purification rite at the temple. Imagine that. Here's this old woman holding this young baby and this picture of God's faithfulness from generation to generation. That, in fact, is the third thing that we're told about Anna, that Anna is a widow of great age. (laughs) I love how the NRSV puts that, great age. Now, the structure of these two verses is actually unclear in the Greek. It could mean that she was 84 years old at the time of this story, that it took place in the temple. Or it also could mean, and depending on the translation, that she had been a widow for 84 years, which would make her over 100 years old when this story takes place. Great age indeed. But despite her age, and despite her try being exiled centuries earlier, there she is in the temple doing the work of a prophet. She prayed. She encouraged. She challenged. She dedicated children. She taught. Day in, day out. Week after week. Year after year. If you are doing that work for that amount of time, if your tribe had been disbanded for that long, you know what it is to suffer. You know what it is to wait. And you are familiar with hope. You see, she knew and she shared in Israel's hope for the Messiah. Some scholars have said that Anna was old in age, but young in hope. May that be said of all of us as we move along in our years, or maybe regardless of our age, may we be young in hope. You see, it turns out that that Christian hope does not discriminate based on age. Imagine the scene. Here's an old woman whose husband had died decades earlier. She was doing the work of the prophet, holding on to hope, holding these stories that had been told to her through the generations. And now imagine the sheer number of people that she saw every day around the temple. People bustling around, offering sacrifices, singing songs, bringing their infants to the temple for purification rites which was what brought Mary, Joseph, and Jesus to the temple that day. And yet, despite all the commotion, when Anna gazed upon this child, she knew that he was different. This was the child for whom her people had hoped for so long, whom she had waited for for so long. This was the child that the prophetic tradition had foretold. But how did she know this? How did she recognize the Christ child? It's not like Mary and Joseph showed up in a mama bear and papa bear t-shirts, is Jesus in a matching Messiah bear onesie, right? 
Uh, No, she recognized God in flesh because she had developed a connection with God that allowed her to see and to recognize God made flesh. Upon then seeing and recognizing Jesus, she offers her uh, prophetic announcement over Jesus, praises God, and shares the good news with all who were waiting in hope for the redemption of Jerusalem. Well, there's a lot in this story about who Anna is, who Anna was, and how her story can inspire us. But I want you to think about this. There's an angel that appears to Mary announcing a mysterious pregnancy, and Mary believes. There's Elizabeth who encourages Mary, and she also believes. There's Anna who recognizes the Christ child at the temple and shares the good news with others. And then years later, there's Mary Magdalene, who is the first witness to the resurrection. In very real and tangible ways, the story of Jesus hinges on the story of women. And so may the story of Anna not just inspire us to pass down the faith through the generations, to hold our own children in our laps and tell the stories of God's faithfulness throughout the years. But may her story also inspire us to learn to see the divine in the ordinary. I mean, isn't that what Advent is all about? Seeing that even in the midst of the ordinary, there is divine. And even in the midst of suffering and in waiting, there is hope. May Anna and her story inspire us on this first week of Advent. Thanks be to God.